everyone. I'm Alex, and I'm the hands behind Lovecraft Crochet, my plush user for the anxious, depressed, autistic, and neurodivergent. Small enough to travel in a purse, backpack, diaper bag, or even your pocket. You can check out my Facebook page or TikTok to see what patterns are available, and stay tuned for the new ones coming out. I also make hats, scarves, blankets, and dice bags for the tabletop gamer or dice goblin in your life. Feel free to order through the page, TikTok, or via email at love.craft.crochet.com. Now, back to the segment. Due to the graphic and disturbing nature of the crimes discussed, listener discretion is advised. Retrostatic Radio presents Killing 15 Minutes. Hello and welcome to Killing 15 Minutes, where we will give you your serial killer fix in 15 minutes or less, or your podcast is free. I'm Sam Rossi, and shortly I'll be handing a poorly written synopsis of a serial killer to my brother, who hasn't read it, on a serial killer he's most likely hasn't heard of. This should be fun. Good luck, bro. Thanks, Sam. And yes, if we sound different, that's because we're using a new mic. Hopefully it sounds better. We're not as prepared still. We're slightly drunk. You're slightly drunk. I'm unprepared. We're a double act. This is part two of the Andre Chikatilo killings. <clears throat> Andre Chikatilo was released from custody on December 12th, 1984, after serving three months. On October 8th, 1984, the Russian Public Prosecutor's Office formally linked 23 of Chikatilo's murders into one case and dropped all charges against mentally disabled youths who had previously confessed to the murders. Which is a real shame, because a lot of, especially when it comes to murders, you'll always have a lot of people going, It was me! Yeah, there's a lot of people that want to... They want the popularity, they just don't want to kill anyone to do it. They want their 15 minutes of fame. Exactly. If you want 15 minutes of fame, go out and kill somebody. Stop trying to steal other people's work. Wow. (laughs) Wow. He kept a low profile until a business trip in... August of 1985, where he then stabbed an 18-year-old girl 38 times in the neck, and she was also bound. That was a weird sentence structure, sissy. Sorry. That's okay. At what point does stabbing someone 38 times in the neck not count as attempted decapitation? Think about that. 38 times. You know, I've never actually thought about how many times you have to stab somebody in the neck to decapitate them. Because even if you think about it on a, he's just using a regular fixed blade, you know, not even a... a, Any fixed blade, yeah. It's something that comes up a lot in a lot of different cases where it's like, you know, they were stabbed 47 47 times in the toe. And it's like, now at what point is it just you're stabbing into mush? You're not even stabbing neck. Maybe this is why people think we're too unprofessional. Yeah. Oh, and then he strangled her. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm not even entirely sure how you strangle someone after you've essentially stabbed them in the neck. And you shredded their neck. Just assume. assume. At that point, you're trying to squeeze hamburger. It's kind of like uh, trying, you know, trying to put your, you know, you stab a squash, butternut squash, because it's kind of neck-like. Yeah, okay. All right, Th- stab that thirty-seven times. It is going to become mush. 
Well, like I said, it's essentially you're strangling hamburger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless he was using, like, an ice pick, but even then... Yeah, no, because remember he in the previous episode we talked about the... Uh, his killing kit had a knife in it that was like seven in, seven inches long or yeah, something was... like that. Moving on from that morbid discussion, uh, leave a comment below just to let us know what you think about at what point is stabbing someone in the neck too extreme for it to be something that's just stabbing. And if you can strangle someone after stabbing them 38 times in the neck. Investigators assumed the killer flew from Rostov to Moscow when the newest victim was discovered. However, Chikatilo took the train, and there's no register for trains at that time. Four weeks later, he killed again in Rostov and linked that murder to the serial killer that the police were looking for, with the brutality of the stabbings. This, of course, led more detectives and police forces trying to catch the killer with more plainclothes officers stalking the train stations and bus stops. They even brought in a psychiatrist to profile the killer. At least for the Soviet Union, this was the first such consultation into a serial killer investigation. All crime scene and medical reports were made available for a profile. Now, my researcher didn't read it, but the 65-page profile described the killer as a reclusive man, aged between 45 and 50 years old, who had endured a painful and isolated childhood, and who was incapable of flirting. Great, so it's me in 10 years. Possible. This individual was well-educated, likely to be married, and to have fathered children, but was also a sadist who suffered from impotence and could achieve sexual gratification only by seeing his victims suffer. The murders themselves was an allegory to intercourse. Analogy. Sorry, my mistake. It could have worked out both ways. The murders themselves were seen as an analogy to intercourse. He wasn't capable of performing, so his knife became a substitute for his flaccid, flaccid penis. Many of the killings had occurred... <laughs> How many flaccid was that? Three? That poor guy. Just two. Just two. Many of the killings had occurred on weekdays near mass transit hubs and across Rostov. The shrink believed The shrink believed that the killer's work required him to travel and most likely tied to a production schedule. Chikatilo's Chikatilo followed the investigation carefully, reading every article about the manhunt for him and used them to actually keep his urges down. He wouldn't kill again until 1987. And in, and with that, the police would ask other agencies if they had any killings matching that mutilation. None were found that was a true match. In 87, he killed three boys. In 88, he killed a woman and two boys. In the summer. February 28, 1989, he dismembered a 16-year-old girl while in his daughter's abandoned apartment. Chikatilo killed another four between May and August. However, the police were only able to connect two of the five murders to him. With new bodies showing up semi-regularly, the manhunt ordered plainclothes officers to discreetly videotape 
and photograph passengers on trains throughout Rostov. Several trains were fitted to film or photograph passengers in the hopes that the murderers would be seen with the victim. Chikatilo killed three more by August 1990. The police on October 27, 1990 approved more uniformed officers in the larger transport hubs to force the killer to use the smaller stations where more plainclothes officers would be located. Chikatilo would kill a boy on October 30th under the police noses. On November 6th, Chikatilo killed and mutilated a 22-year-old woman in a woodland area by a train station. He was actually observed by a plainclothes officer who found him very suspicious and was seen with stains and blood on his person. We gotta stop covering these cases where people are actively covered in blood and cops are just like, you're I cool, bruh. I, I wouldn't say he was co- covered in blood. He had, you know, like marks, of, mark, like spot, um, splatter. Where unless you were up close to it, you wouldn't notice it. You're a cop looking for a murderer. I know. Keep reading. This is not completely covered in cow's blood running down the street naked. Man, that's weird. I didn't think he was naked, but it's possible. <laughs> the officer would check Chikatilo's papers, but with no reason to hold him, Chikatilo was sent on his way. The officer wrote about this in a report along with the subject's name. On November 13th, the final victim's body was found. She was the 38th victim linked to the manhunt. Police went through the reports and found Chikatilo's name. Many remember the 1984 arrest, and his name was on the possible suspect list. That was compiled all o- that that list being compiled from all over the Soviet Union. This led the police. This led the police investigating Chikatilo hard. Finally. They placed him in a ver- they placed him in the various towns there were murders. They questioned his former colleagues from his teaching years, learning of his first resignations due to the complaints of lewd behavior and sexual assault. You know, spoilers, we actually took a little bit of time before, you know, doing this part two. I totally forgot that this was bad touch teacher. <laughs> He was arrested on November 20th, 1990, by four plainclothes cops that were following him. Blood was taken, and again, it was not a match to the semen type, so the cops took a semen sample. It appears that his blood actually had different DNA markers than his semen slash saliva. Neat. I mean, not neat the, you know. No, it's a neat thing when you think genetics-wise, your blood type should be the same for all your fluids. (laughs) Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. However, it is becoming, they're they're learning more and more that this is actually becoming a common occurrence where your blood type is different from your fluids. Huh. Where, you you know, your blood type could be, your blood type is AB, where mine is O, but your semen could be O. Oh, cool. Order of that up there. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just, just, just something, you know. No, that is, it's one of those neat, nifty things about the human body that's weird and stupid. But neat. <laughs> but it's neat. It really is. It took nine days of interrogation before Chikatilo broke, 
confessing all, including the murder, including the murders the cops did not link him to. He gave all the gory details, including the reasoning for gouging out the eyes of his victims. An old wives' tale that your last moments were imprinted on your eyes. He informed that he would taste. He also informed that he did taste the blood of his victims. The trial of Chikatilo started on April 14, 1992, charged with 53 counts of murder in addition to five charges of sexual assault against minors committed when he was a teacher. Whew. On October 15, 1992, he was then sentenced to death for 52 of the 53 charges. He would appeal the verdicts and... An he would try and appeal the verdicts, but be denied in the summer of 93. President Boris Yeltsin denied him clemency on January 4, 1994. On February 14, 1994, Andrei Chikatilo, the Red Ripper, was executed by a bullet to his head. Unfortunately, they didn't give us the last meal, you guys. Sorry. But that sick puppy was a sick puppy. And we've covered sick puppies before, and we will cover sick puppies again. But but he was, uh, I had to, after him, find lesser, less, le, le, I had to find safer murders. Sa not safer murders? What's the word I want? Comfort murders. <laughs> I needed something less. Sadistic. Something sadistic. There it is, yeah. You, you needed, it, it sort of, it actually makes sense. Especially with how... 50, he, I believe he had a total of 54 murders, 53. Uh, they, they, he was charged with 53. He only got 52 of them, though. Right. I think. Uh, so I think he claimed 53. They were only able to prove 52. I think the one that they couldn't prove was the, uh, the girl, the lady he uh, chopped up in his daughter's apartment. Really? Well, they, I don't think they could find the body. Oh, well, if they can't find the body, then... They can't. Yeah, no, that's fair. Nobody, no crime. That's the worst Bob Marley song I've ever heard. Nobody, Nobody. no crime. Um. So that's why people. So that's why that review did say we were drunk. <laughs> but, well. And I think that's really the bottom line of it. He was a sick puppy. Now let's go on to something less sick. Less sick. Thank you all. Have a great day, people. And let us know how the audio turns out. Killing 15 Minutes is hosted by Arthur Carey, with scripts written and researched by Sam Rossi. If you like this episode or want to stay updated on this series, consider following Killing 15 Minutes on Patreon or Retrostatic Radio on all major social media platforms. Good night. And God bless. You're watching Retro Static Radio.